Welcome back to another episode of Yelling About Star Trek. My name is Christian Fox, and this is a show where I yell at you about all things Star Trek for your amusement, so I'm not yelling at my friends and family who don't want to hear my thoughts and theories on this fantastic franchise. A while ago on the podcast, I talked about why Captain Kirk was negligent, but in my episode, there was one thing that I failed to mention, and that is... His handling of Lieutenant Bailey in the episode, The Cobramite Maneuver. But before I get into all of that, make sure you get out of your space pajamas, put on your shiniest pair of boots, get a cup of coffee, get a cup of tea, maybe some iced tea if you want to pull the Archer Maneuver, and brace for impact because things are going to get nerdy. Ah, The Cobramite Maneuver. Classic episode, but very strange resolution. Now, if you haven't seen that episode in a long time, that's the one where Captain Kirk encounters a huge sphere that's going to destroy everybody. Everybody's freaking out. And then he develops this great bluff where he says, hey, if you attack me, we have this element called Cobramite on our ships, and that'll actually cause you to get injured and possibly blow up as well. So don't do that. And that gets him out of the situation. And the alien is revealed to be someone who's actually very friendly and says, Hey, I'm sorry about all this. You know, I was just testing you. Uh, this other alien that looks scary isn't really me. I, in fact, it's me. I'm I'm Baylock, and uh, hey, have some of this great juice that I that I make. You, you're gonna love it. And it's all a very happy ending where everybody's like, hey, great, we made some. Where everybody's like, hey, we encountered a peaceful alien, and we're all alive. So win win. But one of the most memorable things about the episode and the thing that I want to talk about today is Lieutenant Bailey. Now, he's a character that we've only ever seen once and we'll actually never see again. But he's quite interesting because, well, he's the less than ideal officer. He's not perfect like everybody else. He panics a lot and he just doesn't have time for Spock's attitude. There's one line that I always love where he says, it's blocking the way. And then Spock is like, why did you raise your voice? There's no need for that. And he's being all Spocky about it. And Lieutenant Bailey is not impressed and is like, hey, dude, like, come on. Like, I just had a bit of an emotional reaction, all right? I I can't control my emotions like you. And like, this, this is a pretty big deal. And then he has the great freakout where they're all about to die. And he's like, cuckoo clocks. Oh, my gosh. We're all going to die. And he, great freakout. I love it when people on Trek have a freakout. So his, very good. But... The through line of the episode is that Lieutenant Bailey is not a perfect officer and is struggling. So by the end of the episode, when it's revealed that Baylock is actually a really peaceful alien that just wants some companionship, Kirk says, hey, you want companionship? I have a crappy officer. Why don't you take him? We can learn about you through him, and then he'll be a better officer. And Baylock is like, yes, no problem. This is fantastic. And the episode ends with them touring his ship, and everything is hunky-dory. But to me, that is one of the most irresponsible, negligent things that Kirk could possibly do for a number of reasons, and the reasons I want to get into right now. Now, the very first reason that I think this is a huge problem is the fact that we literally know nothing about Baylock. And at that point in the episode, by the end, they don't know anything about Baylock. All they know is that there is this guy 
roaming around the galaxy with his big sphere, looking all intimidating, threatening people and saying, hey, I'm going to destroy your ship because you've interfered and you've crossed our territory and all this stuff. And that he was just doing this as a test and that is actually a really friendly guy. But that's it. We don't really know if he's friendly. We just think he's friendly. And by extension, Kirk and the rest of the gang thinks he's friendly because that's what they're told. So they know nothing about Balok except for everything he's done in that, okay, he seems to be friendly on the outside. But for all they know, he could be a serial killer or something even worse than that. Who knows? But the point is, there's no way of knowing if Balok is really is as friendly as he says he is. So Kirk is just sending an officer one of his own people, into a potentially dangerous situation. And also with no defined timelines about how long he's going to be there for. And it just implies that, yeah, he's going to go aboard Balok's ship and they're going to depart. And then Kirk and the rest of the gang are going to go fly off and that's it. So it was very problematic that they don't know anything about Balok beyond that, okay, he's outwardly a nice guy and really isn't as scary as what we thought. But they do know that that's one of the things he does is he tests people and other ships by saying that, hey, I'm going to destroy you in 10 minutes just to see how they react. So that is hugely concerning. The other problem is that Kirk makes this decision while he's on board Balog's ship. He doesn't do this on the bridge. There's no time in between that we can assume where he called Starfleet and said, hey, Starfleet, um, I have this officer aboard who's not doing a great job. Would it be okay if I sent him off to this other alien and that way he can learn their culture and then he'll become a better officer? No, he doesn't do that. He doesn't clear this with Starfleet. He just says, yeah, yeah, you know what? Go ahead. Bailey, do you want to take on this assignment? Do you want to go and hang out with Baylock who just said he's lonely? Why don't you, uh, yeah, go do that. And then and then Bailey's like, yeah, I'll do that. No problem, sir. But Kirk makes that decision unilaterally and doesn't consult his superiors. And I would think that if you're the captain of a starship and you're sending off one of your own officers to a potentially dangerous planet or, uh, you know, sending them off on some exchange program that you would want to get and you would not only want to get, but need approval from your superiors so that they know what the heck is going on and they can say, hey, hey, Kirk, hang on. It's a brilliant idea. Let us do some research. Let us have some conversations with Balak ourselves, and then we'll get back to you. And then we'll, you know, we'll do all the usual things to make sure that this is a safe environment for, for Lieutenant Bailey to be in. But no, he doesn't do any of that. He just says, oh, uh, yeah, you're lonely. Uh, Bailey, you're a crappy officer. Just go hang out with Balak. No problem. And uh, give us a shout if you need anything. If you need uh, something from us, just give it a shout. If we're in range, we'll help you out. If not, um, Good luck, and I'm pretty sure he's not going to hurt you, so uh, no need to worry about that. And that's it. Nothing to Starfleet, nothing saying, hey, this is what I'm doing. What do you think of this? So yeah, incredibly problematic to me. It's something that I really think a captain ought to check out with their superiors before making that kind of decision. And the final thing that I think is incredibly concerning about him just sending Lieutenant Bailey over to Baylock is the fact that there are so many other ways to deal with an officer or a subordinate who's not performing their duties well. And now I say this as someone who's not a captain of a starship. I don't command the Enterprise. I wish I did. I'm not even the boss of actual employees. In my current position, I am a manager, but a manager of volunteers. All right. But even so, I know that there are ways that you can work with someone who's not performing very well. What you do 
is you sit them down and say, hey, let's have a conversation. What are you struggling with? Here's what I'm noticing. Here are some areas that I think we need. you need to improve in. What do you need from me? What can I do to help you succeed in this position? And again, I'm saying this as someone who's not captain of the enterprise and someone who only has very limited managerial experience. But I basing this a lot too on my time working with our provincial government where I would see this all the time where, you know, you would have employees who wouldn't be performing as well as they could and, you know, who might be struggling. And what the managers would do is just what I've described. They would sit them down and say, hey, what's going on? What do you need help with? Here's what I'm concerned about. What can we do to assist you? And that's usually the first step. And obviously, if they don't improve after plans have been put into place, then you're going to have more serious conversations. But I can tell you with absolute certainty that the worst way to deal with an employee or an officer in this case is to send them off to a random place that they don't know. And in this case, sending Lieutenant Bailey off to hang out with Baylock because he's not performing well is a really stupid decision. Kirk specifically says, and I will get a better officer in exchange. So it implies that he thinks by hanging out with Baylock, somehow he's magically going to be a perfect officer and will not freak out on the bridge all the time. And, you know, maybe there's a small part that thinks, oh, he's being exposed to the unknown, so he'll he'll develop a thicker skin. But it just seems like a really stupid way of uh, dealing with someone who's not performing well. And I understand you can't just give people a million chances and you can't just let it slide and be super nice about it, but you have to at least make the effort to say, hey, what's going on? Let's have a conversation about this. What are you struggling with? Here's what I'm noticing. What can we do to assist you? And I think if Kirk and McCoy sat down together and talked about Bailey's struggle in terms of the promotion that he just received, and the fact that he is nervous, they might have been able to work out a plan and then have that conversation with him, either with just Kirk and Bailey or uh, Kirk and McCoy or Kirk and Spock. But whatever the combination is, sit down with him and just say, hey, let's talk. What can we do to help you? That's it. But so by sending him off to hang out with Baylock, really bad decision, in my opinion. So that's just kind of what I think. This has been sort of a short episode and I've been ranting a lot, but it's just something that kind of frustrates me when I think back to Corporate Maneuver. And I do like the episode overall. I think it's a really clever episode that has all of the structural requirements. It has a really cool sci-fi premise dealing with a wacky alien. You're then learning something about peace and you're also getting exposed to the different characters and seeing how they operate. So I think it fires on all cylinders, but just Kirk's decision in the end to send Bailey to go hang out with Baylock for an indeterminate amount of time seems like a really stupid idea. It just To me, it's just one more Kirk decision that I think is really bad and probably a little negligent. And with all of that intensity and all of that passion and arguing, I think it's time we move into this edition of, wait, what did you say? And for this week, I'm going to be talking about some dialogue that actually isn't Technobabble, but sounds like Technobabble to me. It is very random, has nothing to do with the Cobramite maneuver, but is something that is fresh in my mind that I want to talk about. Last night, I was able to take part in a watch party hosted by this fantastic group called Let's Watch Trek Look Forward. And they're amazing. They've been around for a little while now. And what they do is they are 
very positive about Star Trek, and their main goal is to take the lessons from Star Trek and find ways of applying them in our lives so that we can go forward and build the brighter future that we see in Star Trek. So last night, we did a watch party, and we watched two episodes. We watched It's Only a Paper Mood, which was all about Nog and his rehabilitation, uh, having experienced the horrors of war, and then we watched Take Me Out to the Hollow Suite. So that actually is where this dialogue is coming from. And as you might remember, Take Me Out to the Hollow Suite is the DS9 baseball episode. And in that episode, there's a fantastic scene where the main characters are learning the rules of baseball for the first time. And they're saying things, and they're trying to understand them, but they are just completely confused. And let me tell you, I always feel so great when I watch this because... Baseball is just something I do not understand. I've tried to learn the rules. I've tried to watch it. I've tried to understand it, but just for some reason, couldn't pick it up. Now, I wish I had some heroic reason for this, why I don't understand the rules of baseball, but I just don't. I mean, I would go to baseball games. I would enjoy them because, well, I would hang out with friends. I'd people watch. I'd make comments about what people were doing, and I would focus on the food because that's what I do is I focus on food. So I would get hot dogs and french fries and pizza and all that fun stuff, and I'd have a great time, but I really have no idea what the heck was going on in baseball. But there is one thing I want to share with you that I did learn from my experience of going to baseball games, and something that you definitely need to apply if you go to one, which uh, I'm assuming should be happening soon because things are opening up, and that is if you order fries and you drain your fries and ketchup, always remember to get a fork. Don't try to use your hands. It's not going to work out well, so just use a fork. Keep that in mind. But going back to the scene, the scene is amazing. I think it's funny, and I totally relate to it. So the scene starts off with Kara saying, Chapter 25, the infield fly rule is invoked in instances where both first base and second base occupied or with first, second, and third base occupied. And then Worf chimes in, what if there is runner at home? And Nog replies as if he knows everything. There's never a runner at home. And Kira says, okay, um, and fewer than two outs and the batter hits a high fly? And then Worf replies, fly. The term for a batted ball, well, it is in the air. And Kira goes, oh, uh, right. Uh, uh, fewer than two outs, the batter hits a high fly, which in the judgment of the umpire can readily be caught by the infielder or the pitcher or the catcher inside the fair ground. And I'm laughing because all of this sounds like technobabble to me, more so than actual technobabble, which I, for some reason, understand, but I can't follow this. So she continues, the batter is then called out regardless of whether the ball is subsequently caught or not. And Nog chimes in. Oh, that seems simple enough. And Kira says, an attempt to bunt, however, under the conditions noted above, which results in a fair fly, shall not be regarded as an infield fly. What's a bunt? And then Bashir, in a completely different conversation, answers Kira's question and says, a bunt. A ball that has been deliberately tapped into the area between the pitcher and the catcher by the batter in order to force the fielding side to throw out the batter and allow the runner to advance. And I'm laughing because this is just all so foreign to me. I know this is an earth game. I know this is a very common thing that everybody understands, at least people that like baseball and, you know, have the vaguest interest in sports understand. But to me, this is just all nonsense i don't understand what it is and as i've said i've tried to learn the rules multiple times over my life 
And just for some reason, it goes in one ear and out the other. And even when I watch the scene, I still can't retain what is actually being said. And the scene itself is amazing. It's brilliantly written. I love the deliveries. I love that Worf is super intense. Kira is very confused. Nog is a little bit of a know-it-all. Bashir really has an idea of what's going on because he's Bashir, and of course he knows. But it's just very funny. And it's also fun to see our characters who we kind of see as larger than life in a very real world situation talking about something that we all sort of understand because well baseball is a thing that we see so it's nice to see them discussing a subject that is very human and very down to earth so to speak it's also nice because we know that hey this is happening during the dominion war and huge things are happening and the safety of the Alpha Quadrant is at stake, but hey, it's nice to see them relax and to see them do something light instead of just worrying about the future all the time. So very enjoyable scene. I think the episode is fantastic. It is one of the few things that will get me interested in baseball, aside from maybe a hot dog or fries or a, a baseball sports movie, which... Uh, I always enjoy those. I ended up seeing The Rookie. I don't know how many times as a kid, but I saw it a lot. Loved it, even though I don't really care about baseball. But what do you think? Do you agree with me that Captain Kirk's decision to go send Bailey to live with Baylock was a really bad idea? Or do you think there was some wisdom behind it? Let me know. Also, let me know what you think about this week's edition of Technobabble and about me not understanding baseball, which is really basic. And as I said, I really wish I had an epic reason as to why I don't get it, but I don't. And finally, let me know what you like about the show, what you don't like, and what you think I need to improve, because ultimately, my goal is to make a show that you enjoy listening to. And in the paraphrased words of Captain Kirk, I shall see you out there that away.